What's your plan for bringing people back to the workplace after quarantine? It's gonna be tricky. Successfully navigating the return to the workplace. That's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Welcome to the latest episode of the Leadership Journey podcast. I'm Kelly McCauley, the president here at McCauley and Company, where we help good leaders become great through high impact, results-driven leadership programs and executive coaching. I am thrilled to have as our guest today, Adriana Cabre, Vice President of Human Resources at Crinetics. Hi Kelly, how are you? Doing well. So thank you so much for joining us today and talking about what leaders should be planning when bringing people back into the workplace as rules begin to loosen. And I don't mean make sure that you disinfect every workstation. I don't mean you make sure people stay six feet apart. I mean the emotional requirements people are, might need and also what's happening back at home given what's happening in the world. So before we dive in, here are a few details about Adriana Cabre. With over 25 years of human resources experience across diverse industries, including biotech, medical device, healthcare, and high-tech industries, her mission is to support leaders to effectively shape their company's culture through clear communication channels, outlining specific short-term work expectations, and developing long-term career paths to achieve success. Adriana, what are the main things leaders should be aware of during this time of uncertainty and ambiguity? Hi, Kelly. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm uh, very excited to be here. Um, it's a great question, and it, uh, we, are all, we are all facing uncertainty. We are all facing uh, uh, unprecedented change, not only in the workplace, at home, in the world. So how do we put all these pieces together? Um, what's very important from a leader perspective is to be able to take a step back. This is not the time to just plunge away and try to follow my instincts and try to just play by ear or, you know, trial and error. I think is 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 a very important times for leaders to take a step back and look at their new reality. And not only from the work perspective, but the human factor. Mm -hmm. And of course, every industry is different. Some industries are very manpower in, 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 intensive. So they will need to have those people gone because they cannot be doing X, Y, and C or because they're closed. But the majority of the industries that are still working uh, and have have the ability to let people do their work from home and have some flexibility, have they have different situations or kids that are out of school or all of the different challenges that are facing at home. What's important for a leader in, in my position to guide not only from the people perspective and the HR guidelines and guidelines and the rules, but what's important is to take a step back and say, what is impacting our business and what is impacting our people? And I think it's time to take out your strategic plan and look at the future of your company through a different lens and perhaps utilize some scenario planning. Mm -hmm. Because even as we are opening, things are changing and flexing. And if you get in front of the changes and at least have what is the worst case scenario? What is what we think is going to happen? What is the best case scenario? If things going to even be, even better with 
vaccine or changes with, uh, with the virus and the pandemic that's affecting us all. Uh, but most importantly is understanding how do you connect the people and the circumstances they're in with the new reality of your workplace and how that reality affects their productivity. Well, and you're making such important points. My clients who have had done scenario planning ahead of this crisis landed a lot more quickly on their feet, were way more nimble about getting their workforce virtually set up to be able to get things done, and also pivot. There's, we've got a couple of really great examples here in San Diego, Gary Ridge, you know, a, WD-40 CEO and president. And also we have another one who's just, um, they pivoted to doing the uh, ventilators. And I can't remember the name of the company at this moment, but they're actually an organization that was helping people who have sleep apnea. And they were able to completely transform a global organization. So that was because of the scenario planning that they'd done poetically at the right time, November and December of last year. Mm -hmm. And then I also like what you're saying about consider each person coming back to the workplace and what is their situation? Because it's not just gonna be, let's sweep everyone back in. Uh, there's gonna be a variety of things that need to be done. So talk about the most important actions leaders can take to prepare their company their, themselves and the, the team members for reopening the business? So I think you start first themselves and, and where are they? How, are they doing self-care? Are they in a right mind frame to look at things from what's possible and from a flexible changing environment? What I knew before not necessarily is gonna help me succeed now. So what things do I have to think differently? What are the people that I have to go to for advice, for support, peers? Uh, co-workers, family members to help me as a leader be in a good place. Because if I'm in a good place, I can help, I can be a better leader. So that's sometimes the thing that we do last and we have to as leaders be first and understand that we are being impacted too. So what we react to is going to be a reflection of where we are mentally, physically, psychologically. Well, so, you, you saw the podcast and you made a really nice comment about it where I was talking about how stress impacts you as a leader and it's you know impatience short temper or maybe even removal and isolation uh, so you're hitting it right you're the nail on the head there thank you so another thing is how how is what are the most urgent things that you need to have people back in the workplace so it's not returning to work, it's returning to the workplace as a physical aspect because we're saying you're already working from home, whether it's totally effective or not, or somehow a challenge. You have to figure out who are the people that actually absolutely need to be there physically and perhaps the rest, how do you create some flexibility that you can allow some people that perhaps because of their specific needs, they cannot be coming back to the workplace whether it's childcare, whether it's um, personal circumstances. Uh, and then what do you do to allow them to do significant work during that time? Um, another thing from the perspective of being flexible with the work is what are some of the things that perhaps people being at home in a 
more quiet, flexible environment that they can kind of do some of the documentation, process, uh, standard operating procedures, write things that are going to help you sustain and help other people understand what everybody's working on and how you follow processes. And this is a good time to do a lot of documentation. Right. Um, that fits right into the scenario planning where what's needed now and then how can we fit people into the scenario of where we are right now. I, I think that's, you know, if you're in a quiet, undisruptive environment, which is not my home with a 12 year old <laughs> and a new puppy, woo! So um, that they could work on those kinds of things. And, you know, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking, we moved a live leadership program that was supposed to be in Manhattan and decided to go virtual. And so that as we were moving forward, then we were doing mastermind groups and there was a, you know, 13 people on the line and there was a gentleman who I asked him a question and he said, Oh, you know, could, could we table that just for a moment? I've got a two year old screaming her head off in the room next door and a baby trying to out scream the two year old. And oh yeah, no problem. And off he went. And then we were continued our conversation and he came back and he answered the question. And about 20 minutes later, I was wrapping up and we, you know, you see everyone's face up on the screen. I looked down, I looked up and this gentleman had his nine month old baby in his arms and he was feeding her with a bottle. And I thought, <laughs> did they throw that baby in the room and he caught her in with the bottle? So, you know, really, how are we going to help that work, both couples, both people are working and they're trying to survive and still make progress and accomplish their business goals while they've got these little ones running around. And we don't know what's gonna happen with childcare, right? Who's gonna mm -hmm. open up and how? And so, yeah, that's really an important thing to consider is the world that the different people in your workforce are facing at home. Some are going to want to escape back to work, you know, like, <laughs> yes. And also the, you know, we're, the companies are thinking about different things, which you talked about is the different ways you could bring people in. So mm -hmm. would you talk a bit about that? Yeah. So, so I think that's part of that flexibility of, um, you know, what makes sense. And at the end of the day, how do you switch from measuring the time that people are working? and really focusing on the output and what is it that they really have to be working on and produce that's important for the company or for the role at that moment. If you focus on, you know, the manager that wants to have people in front of them because they want to look over the shoulder that they're working, that erodes the trust. And I think it's the same thing when you're online. If you have companies checking, when are you dialing in and when are you, you know, signing into your computer. It's just not the right way to manage uh, that ability to people give them the flexibility to work on what they need to be done and trust them that the work's going to get done. So, and ask them, ask them, you know, I think is they will come up with solutions of how they can best do their work with their, within their circumstances. What brings me to the most important part, of everything if anything i say is important today is communication oh yeah so if you have the scenario planning you know what's important you know how flexible you are the communication again how do you make it impactful consistent and and in these times of uncertainty you probably have to communicate in various channels mm 
and to various people to repeat the message. Uh, the uncertainty and the situation and the stress might not let people really understand, even if you just do one message or two. So how do you prepare you, the people that are managing people to be heard first? Like I said, the leaders have to take care of them first. So the same thing, how are you managers doing? What are their challenges? What do they need? Do they need more equipment? Do they need better, you know, more leeway, more, more um, support from timelines or information? What is it that they need? And then how do you communicate in a way that if you have parameters of working and the needs, what are the expectations? And then within those expectations, how do you understand everybody's situation in a way that you can have an information flow and when you communicate when you actually implement things you still have that flexibility to adjust to the needs of the people while you are still balancing the needs of the company i love um, that you see me right, seriously writing adriana <laughs> <laughs> oh wow this is it's a hundred percent on the money so it's don't measure time like are they how are they getting onto the the calls when they're supposed to are they calling in how but measure the output what are they accomplishing in the during the work that they are giving mm -hmm. um, ask them what they need i talk about it all the time i do a vision and alignment program and the first thing we do to get people closer to the vision of the organization is ask the people what's getting in the way and mm -hmm. what do you recommend we do to solve it so it does two things. Number one, because they've, first of all, the people who are closest to the problem, they're mm -hmm. desperate. They're desperate mm -hmm. to solve it. Mm -hmm. Part two, when it's their solution, they don't go, well, Kelly, that was a terrible idea. So when you fix that and come up with a better idea, then we'll be doing better. No, it's because it's their solution. They just say, oh, well, that didn't work. How can we tweak it? And then, you know, ask, so that piggybacks onto what do you need, right? Besides how can you solve it? What do you need? And, and then being mindful of what are the expectations and, and communicating it to people early and often to the mm -hmm. point where you think, I cannot be saying this message again, they're going to want to shoot me because mm -hmm. it's all I'm saying. That's when they're finally actually hearing, right? And they believe that it's true. And, and um, the last thing you said, which was so powerful, is the be willing to adjust. You know, four months ago, if a dog barked in the background, we made fun of the person, right? If a kid came running into, you know, my daughter every once in a while, she's in one of my videos I do, and I'm all, it's okay. She's my, I call her my quarantine posse, and we all have quarantine posses. So yes, this <laughs> with this new world, I think there's going to be some wonderful changes that happen for the benefit of the world, and especially for the workplace. So through this great pain, as, as Gary Ridge says, let's not waste a crisis. Mm -hmm. And I love everything that you shared about ways leaders can successfully bring people back into the workplace. So and I think, I think one last thing to share, Kelly, is um, the currency of leadership is trust. Yes. And every time you make a decision and you communicate, you have to think about not only what you're communicating, but how you're communicating and ask yourself, is this going to build trust or is this going to erode the trust? Yeah. And having that communication. And even if you're saying, 
we don't know if it's going to be in August or in July or in September, but we're working towards doing this. And as soon as we make the decision, we let you know, people will trust you that by the time you know the decision, they'll be the first to know. And that's going to build trust based on we are all in this together. We don't know what the future holds, but we have your best interest. And if you build that trust, once we get back to the new normal, the employees are going to have that loyalty and that connection back to, okay, we went through this crisis together. Well, and you're, you know, ultimately what trust does it is it allows you to have their heads and their hearts. Correct. When you have people's head and heart, what you get is 40% extra effort. And mm -hmm. imagine what that can do for your organization when you've got a whole team. At, Gary Ridge knows 94% engagement at WD40. Are you kidding me? The average in the United States, even in, I'm not really 100% sure about the world, but in the United States, it's 30%. And people are cheering. We have 70% yeah. of the people aren't engaged, but 30% mm -hmm. are. It's kind of like, wow, mm -hmm. we need to do some work on that. And yeah. that trust piece of it absolutely is the... It's the foundation. Nothing will come of having a great culture, no matter what you do, if you do not have the foundation of trust. Adriana C. Cabre, thank you so much for joining us on the Leadership Journey podcast. Thank if you, you want to find out more about Adriana, see what she's up to, hear uh, her thoughts on, you know, brilliant ideas about culture within the HR realm inside of your company, you can find her on LinkedIn. It's Adriana C. Cabre, C-A-B-R-E. Thank you so much, Kelly. You're so welcome. You. To listen to more podcasts like this, please visit macaulayandco.com forward slash podcast and check out our online blueprint for high-performing leaders self-study program for yourself or members of your team. Until next time, we wish you the best on leading yourself and your team to higher levels of success.